Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a bit of a serious topic for for us in our podcast, but uh, yep. I I had to ask you about it anyway. It's on everyone's mind. Anti, yeah, exactly. A lot of anti uh, Asian. Uh, I don't know. Well, I I've just been reading the news about like some the attacks and some uh, things that have been going on. We kind of talked about this before, but it seems like it's getting worse. Mm. It's never something I really considered as like, oh, this is a big specific problem in the mm. states but I, it seems like it's kind of becoming that or people are bringing up awareness of it and it's always been a problem i don't know what's your take on what's going on again i'm very far away don't really have the the feeling of what's going on so so this so um actually like so last summer uh what was yeah. this um not 2020 summer but the 2019 summer um i was working on a screenplay with uh, my good friend Bruce on the Vincent Chin case. Um, Vincent Chin is, um, how do I say, is well known in the Asian American community as the first um, well-publicized hate crime against Asian Americans. And and, um, I mean, I was in the box at the Ethnic Studies Library like every single day researching the case, learning about the ins and the outs, um, detailing just what happened that night of and just digging into that case and writing about it, deconstructing it, trying to put it into visuals. Um, and, you know, at that time, this was what, in the early in the early 80s. Um, and um, it was so it was, um, you know, of course, a very significant moment in uh, Asian American history of like, um, uh, and you know, really brought to the surface the um, you know this this hate crime that's always or like this hate that's always bubbling against Asian Americans, and you know it goes back to that time of Yellow Peril and um, and around the Vincent Chin time, it was around the time that Japanese Toyota, um, you know, um, Japanese cars were um, you know how to quote unquote floating the market or, or rather just being the more um, affordable pickup that you know people would buy. And so it was also, you know, with that, there was a downturn in the, um, you know, Detroit economy as well. And so right. and so there was this whole like, you know, backlash against, um, oh, you know, like Asians are taking their jobs, you know, it's Japan. And, and so that's what really built that up. And that was the context for when the Vincent Chin case happened. Um, you know, so just to, you know, situate what what's happening now to that that very significant time, you know, rest in peace, Vincent Chin. Um, and so, you know, let's fast forward to now, uh, the last number I saw was somewhere in the 35 to 4,000 cases of, you know, of reported hate crimes against Asian Americans. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. And it's wait, just, wait, wait, said, said, wait, just period, the number I, of? The number of, like, the reported cases. And, you know, of course, you know, within that, I'm sure, you know, there's some cases that are minor, some cases that are major, you know, it's like, you know, it's a big number. Um, I mean, regardless, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's significant. I mean, even if you were to, you know, if it's only 10%, but it's just, it's significant. Um, yeah, but is it, like, is it, 
increased has it increased recently it's, like i know there was the when covid first started people yeah, having yeah weird ideas of like oh it's from you i mean like, or something i but, i would imagine that um it's just always been on a climb i, I haven't studied the data you know very closely but i just know it's been on the climb you know i look at my friends facebook's and they they post up you know these local stories of things happening you know this uh uh thai uh, elderly man got killed who's like actually connected to my one friend from ymca um and so there are all these just other cases and you know the other week um somebody got um this this like this grandma got punched in san francisco and she famously fought back I, then, I heard about that one. That one was pretty badass. Yeah. So there was that too. But then, but then you know, the, the of course, like the most um, horrific, the biggest event was this one with the Atlanta thing. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and I, you know, and I think about this with my family, you know, just like, uh, you know, my uncle, or my aunt or my mom. Just going out into the street, you know, maybe going to go to Berkeley Bowl, go to like a random, you know, random errand. But there's always that looming possibility that just some random thing could happen. And it's really, um, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's on my mind. I'm not going to say like I'm like deathly afraid of it or traumatized necessarily, but it is on my mind. And, um, you know, like I'll even be sitting like I was sitting, you know, on the UC Berkeley campus doing stuff. You know, because there's free Wi-Fi and I like being out in the sun. Yeah. Um, and then there's like, I mean, you know, and I'll be real with it. You know, around Berkeley, there's just a lot of folks who, you know, uh, homeless, homeless looking. Um, and I can't help but like, you know, if somebody passes by or, you know, just like walking along the pathway, I can't help but like tense up a little bit and just have, you know, have myself on guard. I'm like, just in case um, I'm like ready to jump or ready to defend myself, like. That's just, and I don't know if that's just the Asian American thing, of course, because, um, you know, because, I mean, a lot of uh, homeless folks are mentally ill. Um, and, you know, there's a whole history behind that, too, of why there's so many, um, you know, homeless individuals, uh, you know, um, out there because um, mental health and, and um, you know, our society in general, American society in general, not supporting or, or like having more money towards that problem and working with that problem. But. Um, but yeah, to be Asian American has always been this weird thing. Um, and not going to say violent all the time necessarily, but I mean, it also, I mean, you could even say that's what pushed me to move to Vietnam too, to figure that out for myself of like, yeah, what's it like not being, having to think about being Asian American and it's a completely different thing in Vietnam. Um, yeah, because and, there is there is racism against yeah uh, no, against yeah a, against Asian Americans Asian in Americans. Asia. <laughs> yeah, and, and so it's this. Weird, but it's a very different kind. It's yeah. a very different kind, which is you know, I mean, I think that's I mean that's why I'm so compelled to, of course, write this too, write what the ESL. But of course, you know, in it's not all drama. It's you know, it's life. It's drama. It's laughs. It's blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's, uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's a thing I have to think about and consider. Um, uh, I mean, especially in the, the whole Trump thing. Did I ever tell you the story? So, like, um, I think, I think Trump just got elected. 
And then uh, I'm boarding, you know, a bus to go to San Francisco to go to uh, the school I was going to at the time. And this lady is uh, trying to ask to use my phone. And, of course, if anybody tried to ask to use your phone, of course you tell them no. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's like, what? Well, you don't need to use my phone. Just what do, are you about to do with my phone? Yeah, what yeah. are you about to do with my phone? You know, so. Um, Especially these days, that's, you know, there's a lot you can do with yeah. somebody's phone. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so um, and so then that happened. And then I just ignored her because I was just trying to get on the bus. And then she said, well, and then she says something to the effect of, oh, well, like, you know, when, when your people come here, like, you know, that's just not how we do it here. And, <laughs> and, and so something like that, right? I mean, and so one, I was like, you know, you know, being my agent experience, I was like, uh, one, I was like, this is the last thing that's on my mind right now. And like, and so the, the very first thing I do is, you know, don't react to it. Don't, what's the, you know, all, all these things running my head, which is one, this lady is clearly not there in the head. And so, and then two, do not waste your energy on her. And then three, get on this bus. Cause I do not want to miss this bus because of this lady. So, um, yeah, yeah. It was just like, and so I don't know. I think about that. And then, um, uh, did, what, where did it progress? Like after you said, well, she said no. Oh, she said she says that to you, and then she what says that to do? me, and then I just like look at her, and then just get on the bus. I think I gave her a smirk of some sort, and then I, I just like like what what? I mean, um, I feel like there's a saying for this. Um, oh yeah, don't suffer fools. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got on the bus and just went about my way. But then also when I was sitting on the bus, I couldn't help but just go. Lay sigh, the Trump era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. Well, uh, so yeah, hey, uh, but but that's that's enough about that for now. Although I think it'll probably come up quite a few times through the course of the series for sure. Now, especially since this is getting explored. But uh, that's uh, that's not what we're doing here. Well, I mean, it is what we're doing, but that's we're- that's not all we're doing. Uh, well, are we getting? We're getting to work. Are we getting to work? Hi, this. No, no, no. We're, oh, yeah. this <laughs> I always, I always plug this up. We have not introduced the podcast yet, Jimmy. It's still. It's like ten minutes in. We still haven't said. This is. I'm Nathan Byerline, and I'm Jimmy Tran, and this and, is my dog. Hey, stop it! Uh, and, and welcome to the What the ESL: The Making of a Series podcast. This is a show where we are making our series come to life, discussing topics related to it, such as Nathan. Travel, Travel, writing, relationships, and of course Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, yeah, especially Hanoi. Especially um, which Hanoi. is why, yeah, I, I felt like uh, I had to at least ask you about because, like, you know, to put this in context, because I'm not sure when we actually have this uh, episode posted, but to put it in context, this is like, uh, you know, the beginning of um, well, so we're at the end of March right now, in which there are a lot of like, uh, there's been a lot of attacks against Asian Americans and. Uh, yeah, um, violence is raised up, but also just, yeah, like in, in, in moments of intimidation, like people going around and like hitting old people. I don't know. I don't yeah. really, I don't get it. I, I mean, don't you know, get I, what's going and on. I, well, I think, no, a lot of that has to do with just a dehumanization of Asian Americans, um, which is yeah. like, you know, they're, they're basically just, you know, all these, you know, where, you know, where racism comes from truly is comes from stories like these stories that you have about people. And so, um, 
and they're just you know these these fictions um and and you just work off these fictions like um you know as if like you know people are i mean racism really is about treating other people like they're animals really um because you know if you truly knew um someone's story you would be less likely you know to be like that or to to act like that towards somebody um, absolutely yeah and if you understood like why why somebody is doing a thing then you would you know probably be less judgmental about it like yeah. uh you know, like somebody may have a house that's different than your house, but that doesn't mean they're living like an animal. That means they just have a different house. Like, yeah. I don't know. Right, right. Uh, but that's part of Americans just being so centered on themselves. Like they're the only country, you know, and in, in a lot of Americans right. mind they're like they, nobody thinks about other places and that there might be a different way to live than the way that they're living. Right. You know, no, totally. Um, and uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and I also think, you know, that, that that's at the core of why why we're writing this or actually even, you know, move further into that. That's like why we that's why we lived in Vietnam or I or reason I did. It's the reason yeah. why you live there. Um, well, it's, it's the reason I travel in general. I've just yeah, I've been in Vietnam for quite some time now because right. I, I like it and I've kind of been building a career here. But I, yeah. it's not like I'm going to necessarily be here forever. But already it's I mean, I've got a tattoo of Vietnam on my back. It was the, actually it was the first. It was, I did not it was know the only about tattoo. This. Oh really? Yeah, it's the only tattoo I have. But it's uh, I've always been weird about tattoos because I always made think, well, well, how would I know what like I'll permanently like? You right. know, like I might feel very differently about something in right. ten years. But there was a moment of like I've been here long enough uh, that like I always kind of like yeah, no matter what, it will have impacted me. So like whether it's in the past or whether somehow I end up hating Vietnam someday, I can't see that being the case. But like. I would still be like, well, you know, I did spend a decade of my life. That, you know what I mean? Right, so, um, right, totally. My niece was down here visiting, and she wanted to get a tattoo. And so uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it with you. So uh, that was, yeah, when I got it. Oh, I was um, going to do all these cool things with it, but it's just the outline of Vietnam. That's uh, It's a start. <laughs> it's a start. Type. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, it's there. You've got a – do you have a Vietnam tattoo as I well? I do. I have it on my right leg. Yeah, I, I thought so. I had a memory of uh, yeah. Okay, I thought it was you. Yeah, yeah I, no, I've got it on my uh, back, on my uh, left shoulder blade. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, I got mine. I got mine in Thailand before tattoos became popular. In what was it, two thousand ten? Let me ask you then this question: very controversial in the world of uh, Vietnamese. Well, t- tattoos of Vietnam. Uh, how big is uh, what is it, Dokto Island? Is that... Mine is huge. The guy just went. He made it like enormous. Mine to, to is... make the point that it's uh, Vietnamese. It's it's there. Let's just say it's there. Okay. It's there. Okay. All right. Well, he did do it though, so that's important. he did do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 guy did do yeah. it. Uh, I think he charged me like eighty bucks, the equivalent uh, in Thai baht. It's like eighty bucks. Man, that was a great man. That was yeah. Bangkok is always really a really fun place to be. What a that's like the city of the future. I love that city. Bangkok is so cool. Let's get to work. I'll explain Let's get later. To work. Come on, Let's Jimmy. Get to work. Let's, Let's get, to, get work. to work. All right. Yo, so our, our, hey, work, work. our work yeah, is we're, we're going to be reading the f- yeah. first five pages. That's right. 
that we just finished. <laughs> that we just finished. <laughs> we just crossed 10 minutes late, but we did it. Yeah. Um, and, you so, know, I actually did a little background, too, is um, this was revamped um, from... We, we did write um, a five pages before, but, um, you know, not the greatest thing. Not the greatest thing. Well... All right, yeah. Let me just do a quick synopsis of, of uh, a synopsis of where we are now yeah. in this process. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had submitted all of this stuff to Sundance, which yep. I think I already explained, but they, they, I'll go yeah. through again. Yeah, just like the again. first five pages, the story bible, all of these things that they wanted for submission. Ooh, but uh, I don't had, think they wanted the story bible. They actually just were no. They just it. wanted the first five. They pages. just wanted yeah, the first but, five pages. Yeah, and a few other things. But they're always yeah. You had to have created basically the entire um, the pitch. series. Yeah, just said it. But uh, and we did the first five pages and we sent it to them. Yeah. So uh, we we reread those first five pages and we weren't quite happy and we decided there were a lot of other things we needed to add in, take yeah. out, and so we we've rewritten it. Uh, and we had worked on it a couple of times, but we really wanted to just read it uh, for the podcast. And so we realized uh, that, you know, like we could be working on this five pages forever. So we gave ourselves a deadline mm-hmm. of like uh, like 30 minutes to finish it before this podcast recording. Yep. And uh, so we haven't looked at this. We haven't read this. Uh, so please bear with us as we barrel through. We just go through it. The first five pages. And hopefully it speaks for itself. All right. So I think before we do this, should we yeah. should we play it like jazz and kind of, you know, like just go off, um, you know, just riff off each other? Or should one person be the narrator, one person be the character? You want me to like snap my fingers like it's beat poetry reading? <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. Um, oh, no, let's, that really... uh, a little, well, too, a little so... too Berkeley, buddy. A little too Berkeley. <laughs> a little too yeah. Berkeley. Uh, yeah, I just heard somebody yell, uh, fuck you, outside of your window. Really, I genuinely <laughs> did not that long ago. There's just somebody out there going, uh, fuck you, the, the, fuck the, you. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Yeah. Um, yeah, whenever I edit these podcasts uh, and I'm trying to get rid of some of the background noise, your background noise is fascinating. It's, <laughs> it's like it's, if I'm talking and you're just kind of silently back there. So it, I, the sounds of Berkeley. Oh, yeah, it's no, fascinating. My room is like on a relatively busy intersection where there's a bus stop, and you know there's there's you know there are um, at any point, you know there are students either you know family reunions happening, you know parents picking up their kids from. Um, you know, from their their apartment, gonna go on a Costco run, or you might hear, um, you know, some some folks having like a six p.m. Uh, bug out, having some drinks, maybe smoking some weed and doing whatever they're doing, and you know, in their backyard, um, to uh, really drunk students stumbling from a party. Dude, where's my car? I hear that so many times. Um, to wait, wait, actually asking it or trying to make like a bad oh, joke? oh, no, uh, no, it's more well, not just it's uh, uh, oh god, where did I park? Oh, do you get the Uber? Oh my gosh, I'm so like, no, I'm breaking up with you now, I'm just get away from me. No, oh my god, so oh, she's totally into me. A, you should keep a journal of these, especially when you're kind of like spending so much time locked in the house. All keep a journal of weird all conversations. I'm gonna say, I. Give me, give me, give me my PlayStation any day over those conversations. Oh yeah, no, of course. <laughs> um, 
All right. Hey, so you ready? You got let's it open? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> All right, everybody, here it comes. The pilot, uh, the, the, the first five minutes of the pilot of What the ESL. Here we go. Fade here we go. in. Fade in. A black screen displaying the following text, Hanoi, Vietnam, 2008. A single shot of the outside of Infu's branch of GLC, Gifted Language Center. A lady is selling wares from a large sling basket walking across a busy road. There is a tea stall serving both Vietnamese and foreign clients who all sit on rickety plastic chairs. Suspicious-looking men are hawking zippos and sunglasses. Two men are smoking tuk lao, drinking small cups of hot tea while squatting on the median. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> interesting like, oh I thought you were like snapping. A, okay. Oh, no, no, that, yeah, I was. Yeah. I, was kind of, yeah. no, I, I thought you were start, snapping was, for me. There was, there was so much consciousness like that we wrote in there, like stream of consciousness yeah. stuff. It did sound like a beat poetry. All right. Sorry, two right, men here. are smoking. Two, all right, I'm moving up. I'm, I'm picking it up from here. So, suspicious looking men are hawking zippos and sunglasses. Two men are smoking tuklau, drinking, uh, drinking small cups of hot tea while squatting on the median. Interesting loads of motorbikes was by. A good stream of pee comes from a toddler with the granny holding them over the curb. Kids are kicking around Dachau, wearing their red bandanas and school uniforms. An ice cream seller pulls tubes of ice cream out of a large vat. Two teenagers are buying sandwiches curbside. A drunk guy is staggering down the street. One motorbike is driving against traffic. A cyclo pedals by with no customer. Take it away, Jimmy. Somebody is hosing their part of the street down. An older Vietnamese man is burning $100 bills. The fake ones. A granny approaches, holding the hand of her grandson with an oversized Ben 10 backpack. Sounds of construction rattle beneath the scene. Take it away, Nate. A taxi pulls up. Just as a quick thing, all of that. I shouldn't really be interrupting, but uh, so we're just trying to get like a stream of consciousness of what, what Hanoi is like, because Hanoi is a character in this uh, in this series. So there's a lot of things happening all in one shot. Yep. In that same shot of all these things happening, suddenly a taxi pulls up into the center of the shot. Stephen and Summer exit and have a fond farewell. Stephen begins to walk towards the camera, stops and lights a cigarette. A drizzle of rain starts. Stephen grimaces and throws the cigarette curbside and continues to walk into the school. Cut to... We didn't introduce season Stephen. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Stephen is uh, an Asian-American or Asian-British. We went back and forth on that several times. Stephen is Berkeley. a... I'm writing it in right now. Stephen so I'm... Oh, yeah. okay. is a British... That's what uh, I thought, yeah. British... British uh, Vietnamese-British expat. And Claire is a um, Silicon Valley Summer tech. is a Silicon Valley uh, tech entrepreneur. Yeah, she's a knockout. Yeah, let's and she's a knockout. Okay. There we go. Stephen walks through the bustling reception area of GLC Language Center, full of parents, teens, and children running around in recreational chaos. One kid is crying. A Vietnamese mother grabs the perpetrator by the ear, accusing this child of throwing the toy. 
From the initial looks of it, it could be a children's hospital. Steven Steven walks through... Oh, what? Go ahead. Steven walks through the main door and takes a deep breath to center himself. He is dressed professionally with a slim tie, all business, walking with purpose and contemplation. He nods knowingly at staff behind the front desk. He grabs the handle of a large frosted glass door and hesitates to open it when he is hit in the head with a rubber chicken. A child looks at him a bit scared. Steven shakes his head disapprovingly and takes the rubber chicken with him as he opens the door and walks into the teacher's room. Coming right up to Steven's face is Javier, a.k.a. Suavier, a.k.a. Suaves, a Hispanic-American ESL teacher hailing from Austin, Texas. See, you already got your cock in your hand. Call that wanking where you're from, right? Either way, uh, aren't you teaching kids tonight? Dick. Dick. Apropos, mi amigo. Steven throws the rubber chicken at Suavier, who catches it one-handed in a mildly athletic fashion, which surprises him as well, and he gives it a good squeak. (laughs) Jill, an ESL teacher in her late 20s, with thick-rimmed glasses and a don't-mess-with-me expression on her face, is having problems with the photocopier. Jill is the teacher's teacher. Though in the same position as the other teachers in the room, it is clear she is much more qualified for the position and will likely get a better job soon. (laughs) What? What the The shit? shit? Who used this last? She takes a worksheet. No, Wait, do you do it? Okay. Just keep going. (laughs) She takes a worksheet that is clogging the machine and dangles it like a used tissue. Whose classroom time-wasting find-the-horsey worksheet is this? A few other teachers look up to check that it's not theirs. They shake their heads and get back to work. Suavier snatches the worksheet out of her hands. Hands off that paper gold, your majesty. This is ten minutes of teacher serenity right here. The kids love it. Come on, guys. What the actual fuck? You can't just keep giving these kids worksheets. Oh, yeah, Jill. Oh, oh yeah. Suavia yeah. says somewhat sarcastically, but not enough to rouse her to a quarrel. Abby, a 20-something redhead Irish ESL teacher, wiping sleep from her eyes, shaking out her hungover drowsiness, swivels into the scene. I need a game. I need a game. Need a game. Uh, anyone got a game for past continuous? Patrick, also in his 20s, but impeccably dressed like he is in an exclusive country club for royalty instead of a teacher's room, makes a snide comment. Oh, I've got one. You should play What Was Abby Doing While She Should Have Been Preparing. That would be a great game. (laughs) And now here's Jim. Oh, we didn't introduce Jim. Should we introduce Jim right now? We did somewhere, but yeah. So uh, Jim is the manager. He's uh, kind of a, he's, you know, fairly relaxed, but doesn't really care anymore. He's been in this industry for for way too long. He's uh, about 60. Fairly relaxed. Listening to some, some classic rock. Jim peeks his head out of the small, out of his small glass office, clearly having been eavesdropping. 
yeah, Abby, you, you want to play the game Alibi. Alibi. Uh, so somebody committed a crime at a specific time last night, and everyone needs to provide stories of what they were doing that time. Everyone acts like a detective trying to look for weak points in the, the other people's stories. When everyone is given their alibi, the students vote for the weakest one. The loser is the criminal. Great game. It's a great game. That sounds like it will take about uh, 20-30 minutes. Perfect. Thanks, Jim. Just Jim doing his job. Did I say doing? Just Jim doing his job. Wait, doing? Doing. 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 That's weird, right? Sounds weird. Oh, yeah, Jim. Oh, yeah. That, that was Swavier. We gotta tell people who... <laughs> especially we should read it. <laughs> Abby. God, I could really go for something sweet. They just don't really do dessert here, do they? Swavier. Whoa. That's not true at all. I had an awesome Viet dessert the other day. It was kind of fruity with shaved ice. God, what was that stuff called? Nick Cruz, a long-haired teacher wearing jeans with holes in them, storms through the teacher's room and throws quick uh, and quickly empties the contents of his locker into a satchel. It appears he only has a jar of coins and a thermos. <laughs> That's true, actually. I didn't read a jar of coins. He is in tears. Stephen looks up from the desk where he's prepping his class. Stephen. Stephen. You okay, Nick? Nick Cruz. They fired me. They fucking fired me. Huyen. Nick, I told you not to make a scene. If you want your paycheck and your last paycheck, your passport and your last paycheck, I suggest you politely exit the building. By the way, everyone, hello, okay, everyone. Jim and I will be observing all of you in the next few weeks. Have good classes tonight. Young Whalen <laughs> talking to another teacher. Uh, by the way, it's called Che. Uh, and, the, and the place to get it, the best place uh, is that's near here, is on the corner of Hang Boom next to Ming's Jazz Club. It's, uh, it's this fruit dessert with shaved ice and condensed milk drizzled on it. it, it it's fantastic. Dessert of the gods. Of the gods. Uh, I, I suggest you order the top come. Come, top come. Jim, it's 7.15, everyone. In the distance, you can hear the children running into classrooms. All of the teachers start collecting their materials, with the exception of Jill. They look like they're stealing themselves for battle. Jim, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Jim suddenly notices that Stephen's pants are still unzipped. Mouse, barn doors open. <laughs> he discreetly, Stephen discreetly zips up his fly, takes a deep breath, and walks into the classroom. It is full of six-year-old students. The teacher's assistant, Gwyn. Okay, students, say hello to the teacher. Hello, hello teacher. teacher. Stephen. Hello, class. Stand up. Students all stand up. Sit down. Students all sit down. Stretch. 
Students, ready? Yeah! Okay, ready? Let's count down. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello. Hello, teacher. Good evening. Good evening, teacher. How are you? I'm, I'm fine, fine. Thank, thank you. you. And you? And you? Steven randomly goes up to a few students and asks their names or ages. This goes well. Okay. Everyone, we're going to... Oh, yeah. Sing a song. Yay! 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 Steven starts singing the hello song for children by Dream English's Matt, a famous YouTuber. <laughs> As he and the class sing together, the cinematography becomes glamorous with dreamy <laughs> shots of Steven becoming the best ESL <laughs> teacher ever, teaching his ultimately adorable, obedient Vietnamese children until after about 25 seconds when the dream teacher life comes to an abrupt halt with one kid accidentally punching another kid in the nose, causing it to start bleeding profusely everywhere. Several students chanting, chanting and, and pointing, pointing at, the, at blood. the blood. It's red! It's red! It's red! The classroom quickly devolves into chaos, with some students crying at the sight of blood and others taking advantage of the distraction to start playing games with their friends. Stephen panics and sends the kid away with the teaching assistant to be taken care of. He puts a few pieces of paper on top of the puddle of blood and uh, tries his best to cover it up. Stephen rings a small bell to get the students' attention. Ding, ding! Suddenly, all eyes are on him, and he has their complete attention again. Let's find the horsey! Stephen raises the horsey worksheet in the air. Cue opening credits. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. what do you think? I think if I was listening to this podcast, I might be confused about who was saying some of the things. We, we've got a couple better character yeah. introductions. Yeah. Because we were saying, like, Patrick, but we the people don't necessarily know who he is in the context. Right. I'm, this, I'm kind of, I guess my biggest thing is uh, how much information are we, sh- should we be writing in the script about uh, characters' introductions? Right. You know, like, who they are. Right? Like, I, I think we can be sparing about it and... Um... Uh, it's a bit of a style issue as well, it, with like it, how you write the script. But like, I don't. I mean, we we've looked at a number of scripts, right. and it's usually just a couple of lines, right? Because otherwise, you could write like a book about the person to put in there. Like Patrick is this. You know, yeah, like, how, I mean, uh, the one yeah. that really stood out to me was um, the where is it? The Jill one, and and so I I wonder if. You know, you give like that little set, that tiny one-liner that's a bit wry like that. Yeah. Or, or I wonder. Well, I just. Well, I, yeah, but when it's being performed, you're not going to get any of that anyway, right? Yeah, so I guess yeah. the hope is that the the audience for this is really just the the director and the the actors and right, stuff, right? Right. Right. And like we're going to try to give them direction of like this is what we were intending the character to be. And, like. and so I think, given that, then maybe. We we should how do I say we should Jill up the other descriptions. Oh, okay, yeah. No, so I'm, because I'm I mean, if, like, if if it's gonna be for the director and the and the actors, right, and the actresses. Yeah, 
Um, so that, um, cause then ultimately if we're not able to show who this character is through the dialogue and the action, uh, then we're not doing it right. Right. You know what I mean? Cause totally. there's, there's no totally. point in us writing a long thing about who this person is. It's that old adage of like, show, don't tell. Show, don't this tell. Is, yeah. 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 This is, this is literally it because we can't tell, we can tell the actor, we can tell the, uh, the director, but we can't tell the audience, you right. know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, yeah, that's something to consider. Uh, I guess, yeah. what did you like? Um, I really like the setup. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to just go through it scene by scene. Um, or, or should I just not look at the script and just think about moments I really liked? Just think about moments you like. Yeah, so off, off your off the top of your head, like what were some moments you felt comfortable with and what were some that either when I was reading or you were reading, uh, you were like, this is going to mm. change. Mm. I love the intro when Steven gets in. Just that little hint of Suavier is. I liked it. Yeah, I kind of, I, I like the general montage of the street, but I think it's yeah. too much. Too much. True, definitely. I think. Well, we're we've written too much, but like you know, it's Hanoi. Like more than that will be happening. Right? I mean, like so we'll use like thirty percent of what we wrote, and I'm sure we're sure. gonna we're gonna sprinkle this around throughout the series too. Yeah. So I part of it's just uh, I don't know. I mean, like we were when we were writing that, it was just like there were a thousand things in our head of what could you'd see on the street, and right. so we just put a bunch of them in. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, the choices we'll have to make with that is like, what do people reading this like? What's enough to convey what's going on? Right. Um, but in reality, they may shoot a shot that is all of those things because that's. I mean, yeah. Most likely, what will happen in production is all of this will be shot, and then, and then we'll think of times in the series where this gets interjected into different scenes. Yeah. Um, but it is a very good uh, glimpse into what the street life on Hanoi is all about. Yeah. But we'll definitely have to edit it down definitely. somehow. Yeah. I just don't know. Um, yeah. I don't I'll, write, know. I'll write that I, as a to-do. I'll write that as a to-do. Yeah. I mean, because we could have done the same thing with like, a typical Vietnamese, busy Vietnamese street, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the thing is, like, you know, the person reading this um, might not know what we mean by that. You know what I mean? So, right. I don't even know if they get what we mean by what we actually wrote, which was a lot of stuff happening. Because, like, that's it. With this, it's like, um, in Hanoi, there's just always so many stories all going on at the same time. Right. It's just, like, overlapping on top of itself on, on the same street. And so... That's kind of the feel we wanted, is that like Stephen and Summer getting out of that taxi, yeah, and uh, you know doing the fond farewell is just one of fifty other stories that's happening at the same time. Mm. Like, I don't know. I think, but so I don't if, know um, if we're going for that intention. Why don't we just keep it the way it is then? Because yeah, that's but, our intention yeah. behind having that. Whereas, because we're establishing that Hanoi is a character in itself. I think, yeah, we need some feedback from some other people. Yeah, here, yeah. I think, because, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we both liked that concept, but I don't know how it reads or, you know, if that'll just be a big turnoff if I read, like, you know, this stream of consciousness thing for, like, I'll be like, I don't care. That's not yeah. a script. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I mean, someone, I mean, giving this to someone to read, 
I think the whole point of that page or that passage is to get them into the mode of what Hanoi is like because most likely someone that's going to be reading this has never been to Hanoi. Like, I think that's the safe assumption we should make. Right. And so given that, we should just keep it there to paint the picture with with these um, with these scenes right here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love to play with that. Sorry, I kind of cut you off a little too much. You you liked it when Stephen walked into the teacher's room. You said I like that moment. It, it just start. It's I mean that's where I mean it starts off very snappy, and I like that. Right, because yeah, our intention there is like uh, we wanted to go from. Well, the the rubber chicken was the moment, right? That it went from serious artsy, yeah, artsy serious, serious. Like, yeah, and then uh, rubber chicken. Cause the that's, rub- yeah, that. Yeah, it's almost like the rubber chicken sets the tone for the whole series <laughs> it's that rubber chicken is actually very vital right like there's gonna be you know they'll, we'll deal with some serious topics and there'll yeah. be some like yeah but there'll then be other uh, rubber chickens yeah, there'll be, there'll there'll be, be a lot of immature rubber chicken there's a lot there's and, squeaks there's squeaks be, the, and yeah. there are moments other moments kind of like life kind of like life yeah um, um what did you what, okay. what else stood out to you uh I, I liked the the they thing um, sorry, so the, the conversation, there's a lot going on, and I think we'll have to go through that a little bit more in terms of, uh, yeah, like, does it seem natural? I almost feel like we need a description of the teacher's room. Like, who's there? Who's sitting Ooh. there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where is everyone? Like, we're, we haven't really mapped it out. So I think mm. if I was just, I think you and I probably have a pretty good idea of what's going on and what it looks like. Every right? time so I, I think about it, you know what I think about? Yanfu? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think about that teacher's yeah, I mean, room. That's exactly I think cuz we keep saying Yen Fu. So like there's this one specific teacher's room that you and I mentally see. Yeah. And so we see the people sitting at their computers, we see the little like cubbies, we see like where Jim would be, but we're not uh yeah. So that I think we need to express a little bit. Okay. Um Let me write what, that in. Yeah, cuz I think I don't know. It's just confusing because there's a lot of people talking, but where are these people and what are they doing? Like, there should be people, like, playing, getting, you know, uh, the toys out for the class, people sitting down at computers. You know, like, I don't know. Description. Yeah. Description of teachers. Okay. Wrote it down. Um, do you think there's enough dialogue in there because we were both saying like we want to introduce all the main characters right they can all be in this room they don't all have to speak necessarily right That's true. so maybe it's a conversation we need to have about like we're saying like describing the teacher's room but even just what is everyone doing when steven walks in you know so he walks into the room like if we were doing a play right now like what would everyone like what would you write as everyone doing hmm what was everyone doing when? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's totally it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I and I think yeah, right, right before we introduce Jill, we need to do a description of the room. Um, and then we go into Jill. Um, and I I love that interaction too. Yeah, I think that interaction seems pretty natural because uh, I've seen it. I love the what the uh, actual fuck. That's a great line. That, that says yeah. Jill so much. That. Um, so, yeah, that seems fairly natural. It is kind of a big thing to say, though. 
it is very confrontational. But again, like, yeah, that was kind of... Well, when she says, what the actual F? Yeah, maybe she should yeah. say, what the actual F? Yeah. What the actual uh, F? No, no, I, I meant just like, because it's, it's, you know, somebody in that room, you're calling a bad teacher, basically. But I can, I've kind of seen that play out, so... I guess it's not unnatural. I'm just trying to decide if I feel like it's unnatural. That whole worksheet thing? Yeah, but I think it's pretty accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's always... It is forever that... What is it? The What do you call it? Is it the elephant in the room? It is that the some people are just wasting time. And yeah, it, it's always that... But then, I, you know, at the... At the uh, how do you say? Bubbling under everything... I think that's the whole thing about being an ESL teacher is just like, you know, not just, you know, this, this idea that this profession is in itself a worksheet, isn't it? That kind of thing. <laughs> like anyone can do it. Anyone yeah. can so do I mean, this. You know, that's why we use worksheets. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what a we running, are. Uh, that's going to be a running theme as well. Like the people that are teachers and the people that are just wasting time in a room. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, and then yeah, the the asking about like you know a game and stuff. I think that's pretty natural. And the alibi game is a game that I use, and yeah. it's very natural that like a gym type manager person would throw out an idea yep. or any of the other teachers. I'm good with that, uh, and it happens very quickly, kind of like happens there. We both like the 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 like dessert the... about conversation. I like oh, the Jewing yeah, line. I like the Jewing line. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, you know, when actors and actresses start reading these lines, you know, in yeah. improv, they'll come up with more things like this to make it more natural to the character. Yeah. There was a... So I kept doing the they thing. Because it was something you and I said we both found really annoying in a teacher's room. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the the otherness they, of... Yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, so she says they, she means Vietnamese people, but there's a lot of like the, oh, what did they do? Oh, where did they go? Oh, they like this holiday, don't they? Or yeah, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like in, in this room, though all of these people are you know, living in a foreign country, it's yeah, like kind of just talking about, I don't know, like, like, they're, like it's a very odd thing. So um, I want to keep that theme of like those things. Do you want to, do you feel like we need to add more in this first five minutes? Like somebody else says something like that or that's, enough of a beginning they, they fired thing. me no that's a good start to it that nick cruz line right oh and also nick Cru- no i was thinking that they was uh, abby talking about the dessert but yeah they fired me oh it's also good yeah oh, that's good and yeah did, no they yeah so we, we did do it we, yeah we, we did, did do it, it. we did yeah, do it okay yeah um yeah the the fired thing i think is enough we i think we should maybe add some more reactions to it so, but I guess that could happen later. Could be people talking about it. We could add some action lines of like what people do when they hear that, or I mean, maybe when Nick comes in. I mean, you know, that's this is what the episode can lead towards. These discussions of, I mean, maybe the whole mean? thing is about like, so what are you gonna do, what Nick? Did, yeah. What are you gonna do now, yeah, yeah. man? Like, dude, or I even could just, just like what? What did Nick do? And it's like, you know what? It's how it, why did he get fired? I know, you did. know, and he just, you know, we talk about what Nick did. Um, hey, maybe it's like a, a I, yeah, actually, I don't know. I, I wonder how we can explore that. Maybe, oh, but no, I was just doing this. Yeah, he was just saying, but I was just doing this when he actually did something really egregious. Yeah. 
Um, maybe he threw books. Oh <laughs> well, um, yeah. Maybe he threw the books. I think there should definitely be a conversation with Nick, and then maybe yeah. he's out of the series where he it's pops a, in some weird place. But Nick, yeah. where, where are you going, Nick? Man, I'll be able to get a job anywhere. Okay, anywhere. I'm Nick Cruz. Anyone, yeah, anyone would be. Happy anyone can get this job. Anybody can be an ESL teacher. Uh, uh, the real uh, person whose name is not Nick Cruz, uh, I won't say who the, their name is for obvious reasons. Um, when they got fired, then we're, they were going around to different uh, schools to get a job with all of their belongings with them. Okay, that's pretty Did funny. Did I tell you this story? That's pretty he, funny. Like, so, yeah, so he... Uh, <laughs> what? He went to a different school who I knew the manager uh, at. And, um, what do you mean? Yeah, like apparently he had suitcases? A, a duffel bag of all of his stuff. Like, is... like a big army style. Like, And he left it there. Did the demo lesson? What? It's just like yeah, you know, just just living rough in Hanoi, go around looking for jobs. Okay, that's totally what Nick Cruz is gonna do. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so I don't know. I think it's not a bad start. It's better than the the previous version of this was uh, and- Stephen and Claire having sex in a. Uh, like supply closet or like the smoking room of the school. This one is way better. Uh, yeah, it's just and that took like half of the half of the five minutes. Was yeah, that, that was such a waste. That was a super amateur mistake. I think so. I think yeah, we, were, I we, were, we were trying to play off the whole, uh, you know, he, they were into Obama, and then yeah. playing the ringtone. Yeah, that joke wore out really quick. Let's uh yeah let's get some feedback on this. Uh, so I'm trying to think the best way, like uh, we could just show two versions to some people and see what they which one they think is better. We should edit this one first. We're happy with it, and then oh. maybe send both versions just to kind of see what somebody says. Oh, like put it on the website or something. Oh well, I mean, ideally we'd be getting feedback from yeah from our audience of this podcast. Yeah. But uh, realistically, this is probably not going to post for a few weeks as we get things going. Yeah. So I think by the time we heard, you know what though? Uh, hey everyone, uh, feel free to uh, to send us your your thoughts and comments because yeah, we probably won't have submitted it by the time uh, you hear this. So oh yeah, by the way, this is kind of time to wrap it up anyway right now yeah. uh, in terms of this. But yeah, so if you do have some ideas of how we could make this first five pages better, things that we could add, things we should take out. Things that you didn't think sounded natural, like any anything you want to, you can get a hold of us. You can either um, send us a message at what the ESL on Facebook, or at what the ESL on Twitter, um, or uh, or on just leave a leave a comment on the website. Uh, what's that URL again, Jimmy? Whattheesl.com. Oh, that's easy to remember. Yeah, so visit us there where we uh, will update the the podcast every week. And uh, yeah, you can also just leave a comment there and we'll uh, we'll be sure to get back to you unless you're a troll. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, everyone, Um, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Nathan Byerline. I'm Jimmy Tran. And this is Ben. What the ESL? The Making of Series podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye.